another episode of Invisible Disco Productions podcast, Writer's Block Party. We're hoping to share the work of emerging artists and break down the all too often mysticized process of creating and developing art. I'm Denise Bullett. And I am Thea Thronson. And today we have the wonderful Sydney Curland with us. Sydney is a writer and actor from Los Angeles. She's currently earning her BFA in dramatic writing at NYU. When she's not writing, she makes videos of herself singing musical theater songs for her Instagram account, Headbangs to Sondheim reads novels, and listens to NPR podcasts. Sydney, hello. 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 Thanks for having me. Yes, we're so excited. You brought in today a scene from a television show that you're writing. Correct me if yeah, I'm it's wrong. a pilot I've been working on lately. Cool, cool, cool. Do you want to contextualize it for the audience at all, or shall we just dive right in? Um, sure. It's a TV pilot, like, dramedy about teenage girls in a residential treatment facility. Yes. Awesome. And Thea and I will read for the characters. Yes. And you will read the screen directions, yes. right? Perfect. Okay. Whenever you're ready. All right. Uh, exterior mountain air property, afternoon. Daniela and Thea are outside amidst a bunch of trees that mark the edges of the school's property. I can't do it. You can. I'm keeping watch. No one's going to see us. I mean, I don't want to, no. You have to. You know you do. I do. I do, but I'm scared. We don't have time for that. If we're out here for too long, they'll get suspicious and start looking for us. Daniela takes a deep breath and opens the box. Thea reaches for the box. Do you need me to read the instructions? I can read them myself. Daniela gives the instructions a quick... <laughs> Sorry, no. Daniela gives the instructions a quick once over, then walks over to a tree and squats against it, holding the test stick under herself. Is this right? I don't think I'm going to be able to pee like this. Just bend your knees a little more. Daniela adjusts her position. Stop staring at me. You're making me pee shy. Do you want me to turn away from you? Yeah, kinda. It's quiet. Then we can hear Daniela peeing. Okay, I think that's enough. Now we wait. Oh my god. Whatever happens, it'll be fine. That's not true. If I'm pregnant, then I gotta go a whole other mess to deal with it. And if that's the case, I'll help you deal with it. Besides, you're out of here in, what, three months? If this gets out, there's no way I'm making June grad. It won't. You don't even look pregnant at three months. Who said I'd keep the baby? Yeah, I mean, sure, your body, your choice. I haven't actually thought about it one way or another. Which is fine. We don't even know if there is a baby yet. But we'll know in, like, a minute. And you still have time after that to make up your mind. I think. You think? What's that supposed to mean? I don't know the cutoff for getting an abortion. I think you have to get it within the first trimester. That makes sense. So you'd have a few weeks to decide, right? Yeah. Do you think it's ready? Yeah. Do you want to look? I could look if you don't want to. No, I want to look. Daniela holds the pregnancy test out in front of her. Fuck. We'll figure it out. Fuck, 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 fuck. Blackout. No. (laughs) Title card. (laughs) Title card. Credits roll. We don't know. Credits roll. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, this is like in the middle of the episode, but... In the middle of the pilot, you said. Yeah. Love it. Oh, what a pilot. Intense. What a pilot. Gotta grab their attention. Do you know what it's called? Like the TV show. Called? I want it to be called the Academy, but the word Academy is in quotation marks. 
Ooh. We're being specific. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, with this whole pregnancy yeah, storyline, I'm like not shying away from high drama at all. <laughs> yes. That's nice. That's nice. Um, it, what's like the tone of it? Because I feel like, I mean, I do have an idea just reading this and hearing you speak on it a little bit, but is it like dark? It's a little dark. I'd say it's very inspired by Orange is the New Black kind of a tone. Mm. Cool. Yeah, the imagery with like, it, like, under a tree, like on a mountain at night, like it's very, it's very specific and it, it works really well. Thank you. My little six-year-old brain is like when they're in the forest. I'm like treasure hunt, and then like, <laughs> and then I read the stage directions like squats and starts peeing, and I'm like, oh, oh. it's a pregnancy test. <laughs> yeah, I realized I didn't write pregnancy test in this stage direction which i probably should have even though they no, buy well, it like earlier in the episode <laughs> i honestly think it's me more than you like why would i ever think it's treasure hunting <laughs> but yeah that was that was like a little beat change for me i'm like let me like read this differently now well, let me figure out how that yeah. sits in my body <laughs> yeah it was really well done and i i liked that it didn't it wasn't like given away what it was until it was happening the pregnancy test i liked that yeah. personally okay well i mean you know yeah. that it is one because there's yeah a whole... when you're seeing it rather than reading it yeah that's true yeah so where did this piece come from so um when i was 13 and 14 i went to one of these facilities and i've been thinking about it a lot lately because there's this whole movement kind of like fronted by Paris Hilton actually to like reform these facilities. So I've been going over my experiences and reflecting on them and a way to kind of deal with the harder parts was I was like, I should just write a show about this. It's such a specific niche experience that no one knows what it is. And it would be so cool to like make it public. And I used to be so scared to talk about it because I didn't want people to judge me. And now I'm like, it's such an interesting part of my experiences. So I like talking about it now. Yeah. Mm. That's really cool. Can I just get a little bit of clarification? And if you don't want to talk about it more, that's totally also your prerogative. But is it like a, like a substance abuse rehabilitation program or like a behavioral? It's like a bunch of things. So it's people who have like mental illness, people who have like substance abuse, people who like have running away problems behavior problems anything in that kind of vein gotcha and so it's like a school situation or just like a living situation yeah you like live there so obviously you have to go to school because everyone's a minor but the school there's not that great got it okay cool yeah like you said it's such a niche like like experience set of experiences that like is sounds and reads very cinematically, so like that's pretty cool. Now I want all the spoilers. It kind of reminds me of um, the Queen's Gambit that they're like together all the time. Mm. I don't know if you've just that seen little, that. just that little orphanage. Two yeah. off, two two episodes. Yeah, um, the beginning. But yeah, but I was like so inspired by the beginning of it too. I think there is like a sort of. Uh, not that the point of this podcast is to find inspiration, but there is so much inspiration to be found from like a group of people just living together because a lot happens. It um, gives I mean, you it can be just a like lot to work with too. because there is 
so many conflicts that will develop and the little Mm. things seem huge when you're like stuck with people which I think is fun yeah um and then also because everyone knows each other so well you can get really personal conflicts I think as well and how old are they here in this film or tv show um I think I made these characters like 16 like the characters are between 15 and 17 in this show and then there's Mm -hmm. one character who's 12 because when I was at the place that I was at there was one girl who was much younger than everyone else and I felt really bad for her because it was hard for her to you know relate to people and make friends and everyone thought she was a little annoying but she was really cool and she was actually like really really smart I mean I guess like I'm just trying (laughs) from the pregnancy storyline I'm guessing it's just like girls and boys just live together no actually this is all girls in this storyline one of the character Daniela went home for her sister's wedding and you know met up with a boy then because uh it's a very restrictive environment but yeah you can go home for like holidays I guess and Mm -hmm. sometimes you can get an exception for like a family's wedding and stuff like that sure I feel like just to go back and touch on your point about like things can get so blown out of proportion and like things can feel like the end of the world when you're like stuck somewhere I feel like that's also very true of that age group like it's just like everything feels so hard then (laughs) and like to then be put in a situation that's like kind of a pressure cooker in and of itself is a really like interesting like could force some really interesting dynamics and and relationships and like this the scene that we read here was so like it's like that's a pretty intense situation to find yourself in and like to forge bonds like that could be kind of life-changing like that's yeah i mean you definitely don't need like murders and mysteries for a good (laughs) teen drama (laughs) yeah yeah um do we like see what happened like how does the pilot start just a little spoilers mm. well, please i'm just so like i just want to know what happens before the title card there's so many storylines in this show because there's so many characters again like this orange is the new black i really want to emphasize that because i'm not saying that they're in prison but it's kind of like that um, and so we get to hear about like there yeah, is no like so one main protagonist it actually gonna get to hear about yeah it, it actually opens with a different character who's just been woken up at three in the morning by a person who was hired to take her to this place which is a common thing is that parents will hire people to take their kids to these places so damn there's another story going on about someone's first day and obviously you want to use someone's first day because then all the exposition Exposition. isn't that weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go exposition um that's great and then are you just writing the pilot right now or is it a little bit more complete uh i have kind of a pitch document in the works with ideas for future episodes if I ever get I want to pitch this obviously um you know to talk about the arcs that I had in mind sure Hulu 
if you're listening, <laughs> please. Um, we would love or whatever we would you want love to partner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, Netflix isn't doing so hot right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We love them too. We love them too. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Here, break opportunities. Um, so is this um, pilot and the the like arc of the show? When you wrote it, is that how you write most of your things? That was, like, the most awkward way I could have phrased that question. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, that I don't. Awful. What do you mean? Okay, so, like, you're a writer. Yes. Let me page don't you a picture. Um, so you've written lots of things. Is the process you use to write the Academy a similar process to things you've written other than the Academy? Or is it kind of different? And can you speak a little bit to that? Um, this is my first time writing a pilot like I've outlined pilots before but I never wrote the script for them so this was a a new experience um but I'm you know big on outlining so I always start with kind of like a word vomit thing you know I just write like this character will do this and then what if they like found this person and you know just like a very rambly thing and then you know, make it more detailed until I have a plan for the script and then I go write the draft and then, you know, you write the million other drafts also. Right, of course. <laughs> so this is your first pilot. Have you, do you write, te- like, do you write movies? Do you write plays? Do you write yes and? <laughs> I have mostly written plays. I've written one full-length feature film and one short film. So yeah, I've Got into writing, writing plays. Cool. Very cool. But similar process with the, like, outline and then, like, the just the word vomit, like, type, 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 type. Yeah, I mean, it's the word vomit all comes first. And it's always at, like, the craziest times, like, right before you mm-hmm. go to bed. You're like, wait, yep. no, gotta, I just, like, text just myself, like, these ideas. Thing. Yep. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a nice tip. Yeah, I'm always the most productive uh, or, like, the most inspired when I'm working on another thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'll have, like, a 10-page paper to write about some boring stuff, and I'll be like, wait, what if I write a film right now? I got a great idea. Yeah, I mean, always write down so, the yeah. ideas, even if you're, like, on the toilet or something. Like, seriously, <laughs> just text yourself the ideas so you don't forget. For real. Yeah. Because there's going to come a day when, like, you're, for some reason, in a really productive mood, and you're like, I could write something, but I don't have any ideas in my brain. And then you go to your idea document, and you're like, oh my god, yes! Yeah. And that idea document is texts to (laughs) The notes, the notes app. The notes app, texts, yeah, exactly. Um, How long is it, like, the pilot, page count-wise? Right now, it's probably about, like, 34, 35 pages um I've talked to some people about it already and I've been told like what if you make it an hour long so we'll see Mm. if there's stuff I want to add is like is like 60 pages an hour you know I don't know anymore because like with commercial breaks like 45 pages is an hour but like now that they're streaming maybe you can do 60 pages Um. right like how long is a script for an orange is the new black episode interesting I've never thought of this. <laughs> we'll google that later um but <laughs> I was gonna ask that was not my question I was gonna ask um so like your outlining process 
I'm guessing was very intricate because you were um, thinking about a lot of different characters and a lot of different uh, backgrounds. Is that true? Yeah, I I have these like mini character bios just to like remember who is who oh, and what they're nice. like, and that helped me decide kind of who to pair up with each other for different moments or like longer term relationships I want to have. Mm. That's so nice. It's nice. I feel like I will. These are the type of people that I like, love because they're like so connected, but also like, you know, I'm like, don't do that. That's the wrong choice. But then yeah. I'll like love and support regardless because I'm like, ah, oh, you guys are, no. I love your friendship either way, you know? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I hope that's what comes out of it because obviously they have to do stupid stuff and get in trouble or else the show is boring. <laughs> that's <Right>. true. <laughs> that's the whole premise but yeah I mean that's kind of another perk of well potentially of writing teenagers is like it's kind of easier to justify than like a grown man doing something like fully stupid we're impulsive right and like everything's hard as we've touched on do you write often like in this genre tone or like um like teenager stuff no I Mm. I don't really think I have a genre. I think I have a tone, though, because I'm I'm obsessed with Annie Baker. She's my favorite writer. She's what got me into this whole thing. And I love her tone of, you know, very precise, hyper-realistic dialogue. I'm inspired by that. I actually had a professor last semester who was like, don't write ums and uhs in your dialogue. I will just delete them all. I was like, how dare you? I love my ums and uhs. How dare you? I love my ums and uhs. <laughs> um, and uh, I like subtle drama. So that's why I was definitely not... I mean, pregnancy is not subtle drama, but hopefully the way they deal with it isn't... It's not going to be like Glee, okay? <laughs> Noted. Okay. Heard. That's good. that's good to know. Yes, good to know. <laughs> Well, we have sad. some, yes, we have some Glee fans in this company. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Not me. I love Not Glee. Me. I love season one of Glee. Season one of Glee, I think, is like perfect, genuinely good, amazing television. It goes a little crazy, and then it just goes Off downhill the from there. It gets yeah. whack in like fourth, fifth, whatever. But the first yeah. season, I genuinely love. <laughs> I was literally yesterday talking to my brother about this because we were like talking about shows to watch. And uh, he, like, I can't remember what he recommended, but I was like, I watched the first episode of that, I didn't really love it. And he was like, that's so real, because if I don't like the first episode or season of a TV show, I won't watch it. But if I like the first season, I'll watch it to the end. Like, that's why I watched Glee. And I was like, oh my god, you're so right. Oh, so you watch the entire thing because you like the first episode. Right, and you're like, maybe they'll get back to it. <laughs> like, in your heart. <laughs> No, I, yeah, think... I I mean, I liked it in the beginning, but then, like, later it was so, like, dramatic. It was like, why? Why? They seemed to be, like, actually, Lauren Montez might have said this before I did, but it seemed Probably. like they, like, got, that like, their start was really good, and then suddenly they were like, ah, like, we can be, like, we can make trauma really lucrative, so let's just think of every type of trauma that a person <laughs> can experience and just throw it in there. Yeah, but then also in the beginning, I think it used to be, like, more of an ensemble thing. Yeah. But then later, it, it became, like, a two-character show, and I was like, I don't... Well, these are not even my favorite characters. Well, they split everyone in half exactly. in season Once four, and then they half. brought a whole new cast in, and I didn't feel attached no to them. No one liked the new cast. Yeah. Yeah. 
So don't do that, Sydney. Don't let these people <laughs> graduate. <laughs> I was thinking or about just it. Just integrate like, good new characters before the good old ones leave. Yeah, because eventually they graduate. I have no idea how long this would go on. Because another thing is that I'm a big fan of those British shows that just like end it when they feel like it's time to end it. But I know that like business wise, you want your show to go on. But that's such an American thing, such a old sitcom thing. I think we're phasing out of it here anyway. But would I risk becoming a starving artist once again after my successful show feels like it's done? I don't know. (laughs) Was it? I don't know if either of you would be able to tell me this. Amelia Annan would. Was it? Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge that said like Fleabag ended when it did because that was when the story was over like she didn't want to keep going past when the story yeah. was done was that her? I was like I, f- I feel like it was more Amelia than it was it like, might have been Amelia <laughs> yeah I was I like, like that's a really good point like and this. it is such an American thing to be like alright I mean what season is Grey's Anatomy going into? <laughs> like, it's 20? like 16th season I don't Crazy. need to watch like COVID season Grey's Anatomy <laughs> right like <laughs> Not that, I mean, I love Shonda Rhimes and, like, super happy for everybody. But, like, it's just, it doesn't necessarily, you don't, you don't need it, you know? That's true. A part of me is, like, honestly, had my show, like, if I were, like, Ellen Pompeo and if I had a show that was going on for, like, 20 years, yes, like, I would love that. I'd just play the same character every oh, day for absolutely. 20 years. Absolutely. But, but hasn't also, she like, said, Ellen Pompeo, that it's just become such a job and she doesn't really think of it as even like an acting thing anymore I, yeah but yeah. like the paycheck you know what i mean no like, it's nice to have that like how much is she worth like my artist self is like never do that dennis as if like i'm gonna have millions of opportunities but then also like my like realistic self is like oh yeah i'll like do anything for that i mean i thought about selling out and what that means a lot mm. and i think you can really find value in a lot of things. Like, I was talking to my brother yesterday. Like, I think Riverdale is not good television. But if I got a job on a show like that, I think I'd just be so excited to just go insane and, you know, do something totally wild. And there's something very freeing about that. I mean, I maybe wouldn't want to be on that show for, like, 10 years. But, like, I don't think that selling out is what people think it is i think you can find value in in yeah i think tv like that's what you're getting into when you decide to make your art like you're living anyway yeah exactly i feel like that's a really good point that like doesn't get often brought up at art school specifically it's like there's a hard line between like selling out that is like either you have to sell out or you have to be a starving artist and if you're not a starving artist you've sold out and it's like Mm. that's that's a really tough thing to hear as a person who's getting a degree in this. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I feel like if you can find your joy in a job that people are calling selling out, like, maybe you're just, like, <laughs> mature enough to figure that out for yourself. Like, That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, I don't think it's, sh- yeah, it shouldn't be selling out, but I think we do say that very often, especially in, like, these institutions that we're in, it's like, it has to be beautiful and aesthetically pleasing and it has to come from the heart all the time. And I'm like, no, it can just be a job. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can absolutely do that. And like duality of man, like people aren't always going to want to watch something that is like heart wrenchingly beautiful. You know what I mean? Sometimes they want to watch Riverdale. That's true. Welcome to Writer's Blog Party, everybody, where we break down the all too often (laughs) mysticized process. 
Um, of yes, not exactly. selling out. Of not selling out. I know. That, I love that, is, though. That's important. Thank you, This Cindy. is a good conversation to have. Thank you so much, Cindy. It's <laughs> something I think about all the time as, yeah. as an art student. As a person going into art. Yeah. yeah. Super fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you said that you did have, like, a pitch. But in your mind, if it has an ending, what does this look like in its full form? In its full form, like, what, the series finale? <laughs> no, 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 like... <laughs> How many seasons, how many episodes per season, you know, that kind of thing. Have you thought about these questions? I have not. I have two seasons planned out, but there's a cliffhanger at the end of the second season, so. Mm. Mm. You'll get the third season. (laughs) (laughs) A good cliffhanger will do it. Cool. Good. And how many, do you know, like, how many episodes per season? No, I don't know. Because if it's, like, an hour long, then, you know, that's, like, a long season. No, I don't think anyone does those, like, 20-episode seasons that they used to do on, like, Friends or something. television. Yeah. Yeah. Television. It's true. It's, like, there. I feel like there used to be, like, even when you go back and watch TV shows from, like, the early 2000s or late 90s on Netflix or whatever, it's, like, 25 episodes a season. And, like, some, they're usually, like, 30-minute episodes. But, like, we, that does not happen anymore. It's, like, like, I mean, COVID has kind of messed everything up. But, like, we've been waiting on Stranger Things, whatever season they're on, for, like, a year and a half. And it's going to be, like, ten episodes. Yeah, but also, like, I think um, shows that are, like, on streaming platforms versus shows that are on, like, the TV. Yeah. It's so different because... When it's, like, on Netflix, it's almost, like, a film waiting for, like... Exactly. Waiting in post-production to, the, like... Right, the production is different. Yeah. And then on TV, you have to, like, have content every week. Because your ratings have to stay up or you're done. Yes. 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 Yeah. Ooh. It's just interesting to me how, yeah, how it's changing. Yeah. Wow. I need to research on this. I know. Um, Sydney, who are the writers or artists or... What inspires you? Well, I already mentioned... Who or what? I love um, Annie Baker. I said that. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Because I love her comedy style. Because it's like... It's almost self-deprecating, but not to the point where it's like sad about how you think she might think about herself. It's just like self-aware. I think self-aware comedy is how I would describe her, and I love it. I think she's hilarious, and it would be super fun to act in something that I wrote also. And mm-hmm. then this, I don't, I haven't written anything like this wild, but I think BoJack Horseman is like the best, the best thing ever made, and I would aspire to have just kind of a level of surrealness to something someday, even though I haven't done something like that yet it's like a goal of mine Mm. cool um about like being in things that you write um do you like see yourself in this um tv show no i don't think this is something that i would be in (laughs) that's fair do you have you written things that you would oh i'm so sorry jen great that we asked like such different questions (laughs) at the same time you go first Um, i was gonna ask um, or I had asked, um, have you already written something that you would see yourself in? Um, 
I mean, I wrote a play for my playwriting class this semester, and I definitely think that I would be a fit for that character, like the main female character of that play. Um, but I haven't written something intentionally for myself to be in, but I think I can see myself in characters sometimes that are right, just because obviously when you write, you think about, you know, your own experiences and preferences and whatever, so it is only yeah. makes sense that it would make its way into a character. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, your just, question I was, was just wondering, <laughs> are you a director? Have you ever directed, or do you ever think about directing? I had to do directing of like a web show for a class, and that was about it. I don't have a strong desire to direct. Fair enough. Can I also ask, just because you brought up Bojack Horseman, have you ever written anything for animation? I have not, but again, my love for Bojack Horseman and that surreal sense of humor and sensibility in general does make me feel like it would be really fun. I'm also, you know, a huge fan of Adventure Time. Of course. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. I've also never written for animation, and I would be curious to know how that's different to to ask a person who has done that. But that is my name, so never mind. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, are you one of those people who just, like, sits in front of the computer and, like, write for an hour like and don't get distracted or like what's like your writing process like uh well I think I sit around a lot more thinking during the outlining stage because my goal is to have a good enough outline that it does kind of you know fly out of your finger I don't know what I'm trying to say trying to make a cool metaphor but I don't have one no I so (laughs) like yeah I think I sit around and get distracted but I'll like force myself until I feel like I've come to a reasonable stopping point with the outline and then with the scripts hopefully my outline is good enough that it's pretty easy to get stuff down but I've never been someone who like has these like marathon writing sessions because I find if you can do like five pages a day then you can finish a movie in like two and a half weeks or something. So I don't think that's a bad pace at all. So I don't force myself to go more than I have to or than I feel like I'm able to. And then what does like your outline look like? I don't think we've like spoke to someone that actually like outlines outlines as intricately as you are, I'm thinking. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, It's usually just scene by scene. I'll write just a description of each scene Um, and if I have some great ideas for like a specific bit or joke I'll write that in so I don't forget it but it's not as fancy or anything as it sounds and it can feel annoying but I think it helps because you can also rearrange stuff before you've gotten gotten too involved Do is that also where you work to like build the world and the characters? Yeah, because it's a way to develop the world. Yeah. It seems really daunting for me to open like a blank <laughs> final draft and like then come up with the world. Like that seems hard. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get started. <laughs> like, 
I think a lot of people do think about the world, but they don't actually like put it on paper until they're actually starting to write. Or maybe that's just me. But I think that's like an important step that a lot of us just like skip or um, set it aside and like kind of like just like, okay, I'll like have this happen in season two and then call it a day. That's my idea of outlining and it's not working. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, so I think um, I'm going to switch to yours. <laughs> oh, awesome. I mean, I'm a little bit of a control freak around my Amazing. work and my schoolwork, so I maybe it just comes from the fact that like I just have been caring about my homework and my time management skills since I was like in kindergarten. So no, yeah, I mean that makes sense because I find that outlining for me kind of marries the like creative and logistical sides of like the process because I can get really, really like really caught up in not wanting something to come across a certain way if I don't outline. And I feel like I, I, I'm a pretty type A person. From what you just said, it sounds like maybe also a little bit type A. Yeah, like, for it feels sure, like definitely. That makes sense to me. But it's not the only way to do it. No, 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 definitely not. I've <laughs> tried other ways. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't, like, rely on it, but there are other ways. Um, do you ever get writer's block? Yeah. Yes, I love Ooh, when people great. say yes. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> Has anyone yes, said no? Yes, they should. They yeah, should. who said no? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm writing right have. now, in fact. I've never not been writing. <laughs> I, I think it's good to always have a project, but that doesn't mean that the project is going well. <laughs> Right, right. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm already thinking about, like, oh, no, what do I write? Because I'm taking a screenwriting class next semester. It's the first time I've ever taken a screenwriting class, and I'm not that interested in it, to be honest. And I'm already, yeah. like, what am I even going to do for that and stressing myself out over it? But, um, yeah, I think you still need to work on a project, uh, and it's hard. <laughs> What yeah. do you What do you do for writer's block? What's your cure? Uh, take a break from the project. Take a break from writing because when you're not thinking, like, oh no, I have to do this. Like, I think that puts a block in front of you, feeling so stressed out about, like, needing to come up with an idea. Because I think I come up with fun ideas if I'm just having a casual conversation with someone, and they might bring up something interesting that makes me feel like oh I want to write about that or I'll just go for a walk and my mind is kind of blank and not thinking about anything while I'm doing that and then something will just come so yeah like sometimes you need to not write or not think about writing to yeah get in the mood take a step back solid advice do you know, um, you said you haven't taken a screenwriting class before, but in writing classes, do they often give, like, prompts, or is it more of, like, a, by the end of this semester, you will have written an entire movie, so start with the first scene right now, and let's get going. Well, in the writing classes that I've had, um, there's no prompt, per se, but in my playwriting class, for example, 
uh, we had to write a 10 minute play. So you just, you know, propose your ideas, get people's opinions, then you write drafts, get feedback from students and teachers and continue to do that. Then we wrote a one act play and it was a similar process where you would write your proposals, then you'd write your outlines and people would just continue giving you feedback. So it's very free in terms of that. And I love the the constant feedback. It was, I thought it would be hard to get used to because before coming to school for writing, I, you know, didn't have that intense level of feedback on every single thing I did. Um, I think I'm a little too into it because I want to please everybody. So I want to do everybody's feedback, even if maybe I don't believe in it or the two feedback things don't really work well together. So that is something to work on. But overall, I, (laughs) I like having that because I want my work to be good because I want it to be done and I want actors to say it so I'm gonna work on it (laughs) right yeah so when you're you're working on a proposal I don't know if this has ever happened to you if you are struggling to come up with a proposal do you have any tips or tricks for coming up with something that could maybe get you to a proposal let me see if I still have this thing that uh, like tips and tricks with Sydney. Tips and tricks. We just keep asking for tips and tricks. My professor gave us this thing where it was like when the main character is confronted with this, you know, it's like a then they have to do this and then they learn that this. So it's just like a really basic story so you make sure you have like a world before world gets oh like a little log line template yeah it's like a really yeah like that nice smart (laughs) thanks via (laughs) sorry i was i was like thank you for validating like professors and all that (laughs) anyway uh well done you (laughs) i approve of this method That's no, I mean, that's a good idea uh, to just like, like you said, to make sure you have the world and then you can kind of figure out the specifics of the story you're going to write. That's uh, clever. I think like your story is honestly, I took a producing class this semester and because you talked about like pitching this, I think this is like very pitchable and like you shouldn't have to wait for it to be like complete, complete Mm -hmm. because I'm sure like you're going to like want it to be perfect. But, you know, like, this is very pitchable and very doable. You should definitely, like, pitch this all summer. Oh, thank you. If I can get a meeting with someone. <laughs> yeah, just just, just keep, keep emailing. I know. Just, like, randomly send in my resume to, like, the head of Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> hey! <laughs> like, Hi! <laughs> Jeff Bezos is like, uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> That would be fun. But what if it works? You know? You never know. Yeah, you're right. Producer done. I see you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is my job. <laughs> One many. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, we'll do like the last little like sentence, but do you have anything else you want to throw in there before we finish up, Sydney? Um, just 
thanks for having me. It was fun to yeah. talk about my project and my process, and I hope you enjoyed the piece that I shared. Hell yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for coming on. It was Thank you, you know, so much for coming. Thanks for sharing so your piece. Yeah. A great conversation. I personally learned a lot. I, I hope you all did. I hope, did you? I hope yes, our listeners did. did as well. <laughs> when we have this is the great thing about having like dramatic writing students or or, or writers. <laughs> like people who have a dramatic writing background as guests because it's like you have like very specific concrete me i'm like well i kind of just feel it out oh yeah um, yeah is emma like in dramatic actor- writing yeah okay yeah. yeah, it's so different when we talk to, like, actor writers and then, like, writer writers, because right. all the actor guests that we've had, it's like, oh, we just cry for 15 minutes and then write 10 Do pages. Do some yoga and then we'll be good to go. And I'm like, you're right. And then I listen to what you have to say and I'm like, you're right. Everyone's right. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a process. And yeah. I actually used to be an acting major. I'm a transfer student. Mm-hmm. And when I was an acting major, I hated it because they were so, like, this method is the method and I was very much like I'll just take the stuff that works for me and that's what I want to do and they were like no you have to love like the, I had this one teacher that was very like physical and she's like you have to love the Alexander technique and people touching you and that will make you an actor and I was like no that's not but what I, I don't. like so does that make me not an actor yeah um but <laughs> what I like about this writing like sure in the writing program they're very much like you have to learn the rules to break them Mm. But they never say, like, you can't break them. Or they never say, like, your outline has to look like this, you know? I still feel like it's structured enough that that I don't think it's, like, a useless program. It's like, yeah, I'm actually learning something. Yeah. But it's not so regimented that there's no room for, like, personal process. Right. So yeah. that's what I appreciate. That's really good to hear because it's so... I feel like... <laughs> Having no experience in this, I feel like it would be insane to try to teach someone how to pursue a creative, like, like, profession, such as writing or acting or dancing or painting or something, and I feel like part of it is what you've just said, like, you have to have some, some structure, but, and learn the rules before you break them, but then eventually break them. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like in acting school, too, teachers are like, this was groundbreaking for me 10 years ago, so it has to be for you as well, you know, and I'm like... Well, I had a teacher one time who, someone asked, it was, a, it was a, like a singing class, and someone was like, I, how do I, like, how do I get in the room? Like, how do I get in the room to audition? And, like, I know that I can sing, and, like, I feel really good about that, but, like, how do I get in the room? And he was like, well, when I was young... I was hitchhiking along the roads of England, and I got in the car with Prince. <laughs> what? I mean, like, this is not a repeatable story. First of all, don't hitchhike ever again. <laughs> anyway. Gosh. Wow. Yeah, you can't really teach that part, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Not, 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 a, not advice. Gosh, Prince. <laughs> Sydney, thank you so much for coming and sharing your work with us. It was wonderful having you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Writer's Block Party was created by Invisible Disco Productions. It's produced by Amelia Annan, Denise Blatt, Lauren Montez, Thea Thronson, Colleen Annan, Jess Thronson, and Jim Keane. And is edited by Noah Friend. If you enjoyed this, check us out at IDP Presents WBP on Twitter and at Invisible Disco Productions on Instagram and Patreon. 
thank you so much for tuning in to this last episode of season two. Stay tuned for season three coming summer 2021. Thanks and have a great weekend.